The Koi Gig Pod. I'm laughing because I was listening to a conversation that the City Girls were having and they were just going on about this throw-in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's our weapon in the World Cup. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent modes. All right, it's 7.47. We're uh, turning our attention to uh, rugby, and particularly English rugby at the moment. I'm delighted to say Will Greenwood is with us this morning. Will, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm just um, looking on ways. I'm off to uh, be junior assistant water boy for the Barbarians against the All Blacks, and I'm working with Ronan this morning and uh, Razor Robertson. So always a privilege and an honour to be involved with the Barbarians. Uh, we're playing at White Hart Lane on Sunday, and um, I get to see... Two of the best coaches in the world, Razor Robertson and Ron Rogara, up close and personal for um, three or four days, which is going to be great fun. Will they, do you think, be like desperately keen to impress each other by telling everything that they know about everything? Or will they be a little bit cards close to the chest? I'm not going to give you all my best moves well, here. I mean, I think if you, I mean, if you remember, they work pretty close to it, Crusaders. Um, so I would imagine they would be uh, very, very open. Certainly the way I chat to them about rugby when I come across them is um, ideas, themes, opportunities, areas that sides are missing. So, uh, yeah, again, I think it's... Uh, I think the, the reality is this week's a lot of fun. It's a little bit Corinthian. A um, little bit old school. Uh, they met last night. I couldn't make the first meeting. So there's always a worry for the first training session with the Barbarians, how dusty they might be um, this morning. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's still a jersey a lot of players around the world would like to wear. Did you play Barbarians? Yeah, I did. I captained the Barbarians and we got beat by Scotland in 06. But I played... In the Peace International in 1996, organised by Hugo McNeil wow. uh, at the Old Lansdowne Road. And I played in the midfield, wait for it, with Philippe Seller. I had uh, Eric Rush, Stephen Bashup, uh, most of the Leicester front five uh, in front of me. And I don't want to exaggerate, I think we'd beat Ireland by 60 points. <laughs> That's not very peaceful, Will. <laughs> no, well, I know. I don't, I don't, we had this most extraordinary team. I was actually on the bench covering Philip de Glanville and he pulled his hamstring after five minutes. I had, I was the uncapped player uh, and I ran on and um, I seem to remember, I picked up an intercept and, and went in from 60 yards and I thought, oh, and then we had a half-decent night out in Dublin. Well, we'd had a half-decent week in Dublin, to be fair. In the build-up, and I thought I need to get fit and stay strong and do more of this because this is fun. Philippe Sella, what a player! Yeah, man. I, look, I, I come from an era. I actually in a charity game later that year, I played against someone who I reckon was maybe better. And you're thinking, what? You must be smoking something. I played against Danny Herbert uh, in the summer of that year, and if if you don't, if the kids. Don't know who Danny Herber is. I mean, the YouTube videos are a little bit grainy. It's not ultra HD when he was playing. Uh, and obviously, the world didn't see a lot of him because of South Africa and apartheid and being excluded from a lot of international sport. But boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, he was a combination of... He was a combination of Gibbs and Guskett, just to give you an idea. So much wheels and so much power. Um, and then I got to start my career... 
my first three test matches went um, opposite man Tim Horan, uh, Frank Blunt, Yarpy Mulder. And I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need to do some weights. Yeah, the... Um... The Ireland team in the mid-90s probably knocked a good testing ground to prepare you for uh, Horn and Bunce in particular. But, uh, I, yeah, I'd rather play against Ireland then than Ireland now. Oh, my God, they're so good. We're pretty good, aren't we? We're, we're like, terrified about the fact that we're this good a year out from a World Cup again. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, that's... So you are, right? And the supporters might be, trust me, those players aren't. I mean, when you're in a camp like that, uh, look, remember, I was in a an England team that had been battered in the quarterfinal in 1999. Everyone thought we were rubbish. But we thought we were quite good internally between the four walls and we just kept getting better and better and better and thought about the next Saturday. This Ireland team, they've been good for a long time and they have the ability. I think, I think the real test of endurance for them would be um, the team... Certainly in the back line at the moment, they're interchangeability. I mean, to finish with sort of Keenan, Balakoon, Young O'Brien comes on, the nines rotate. Um, that uh, flexibility that they've got means you're not totally and utterly solely reliant on the same five players being out on the field. And that cut, copy, paste ability to drop players in at the last possible moment. I mean, your inside centre went, what did it go? Henshaw, McCloskey... Um, and, and then on comes O'Brien, and he, was, he wasn't he was even involved in the 23 two days before. So I love what I'm seeing. I think you've got a bucket full of World 15 players. You know exactly what you're doing. You're ferociously tough. Your breakdown's epic. Um, I mean, I, I, look, I've, I've said on this, did you, get, did you get a little lucky on Saturday? First trot out, like a lot of Northern Hemisphere teams, struggled a little bit and just... Got the, I don't know, Holby kicking didn't obviously didn't help. And then I think the build-up to your brilliant try at the left-hand side, yeah. Matt Hansen, you know, you kicked it through the ruck. Yeah. And any other given day, that comes back. And it's so the reality is, at the moment, that doesn't matter. You've beaten the World Cup champions. But I think what it tells you is, um, certainly for the players who aren't worried about a World Cup, but do know they've got to keep getting better, and potentially, just sort of in a sort of Neo from the Matrix way, just sort of dodged a little bullet on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but that sets you sets you up for an epic awesome. You hope that that becomes their hallmark of the team as opposed to some other previous teams where that goes the opposite direction. I, I, can I just ask you about Mike Cat? Because when Mike Cat joined, after four or five games, it was COVID and the stadiums were empty and the team were transitioning from their previous style... Uh, to a newer style which was keep ball alive definitely try and offload if the offload is there and try and attack in waves while at the same time keeping some of the fundamentals of the Joe Schmidt era there was there were calls for Mike Cat like what's he doing who, who is this guy anyway? how, how, how can where's the signs of any evidence and now all of a sudden it's like well Mike Cat's a genius um, how will he have, have responded to that whole period do you think uh, oh Cassie <laughs> Yeah, there's a variety. There's a public way they've responded, right? Which will have been, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to knuckle down. Um, now I hear everything you're saying. Uh, and then privately, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know Mike Cat that well. Oh, my God, he could pick a fight in a monastery, that kid. Um, 
just so competitive, so <laughs> sure in a positive way of his own ability. Um, the skin as thick as a rhino. I mean, he's he's proper tough, my cat. Um, and um, yeah, so I hope that answers the question. He he understands the way the media works. He understands the way the world works. He understands he's a South African-born Englishman who's coming over to coach an Ireland team that uh, wanted them to play like Leinster immediately, certainly behind the pack, and he's got to put his own thumbprint on it. Would take a little bit of time to change, um, but privately, I mean, that they're, they're all. If you look at that coaching staff, Farrell, I mean. Of all the coaching staffs you wouldn't want to have a fight with, it's Ireland. I mean, Farrell, O'Connell, Easterby, Cat. I mean, bring all your mates and make it a long fight. Is Cat's is philosophy? Do you like? Has, is that something that has always been what he wants? Because, like, my my memory of him was a, a kicking at half who would run a game. Oh come on, you're better than that. Is Man, that Cat a kicking fight half? Is that unfair? What what, what, what have you been watching, well, mate? Catty would go from his own try line. Right. I mean, okay. He would run from anywhere. What he played was, what can I see in front of me? Is there an opportunity? And he came alive. Uh, no question his impact in extra time in the World Cup, huge. No question away from home when you needed to go to the wall against some strong sides, winning Paris, winning South Africa. You want my cap, World Cup. Make another final, 07 with a pub team, Mike Cat. This boy, um, you might not, you might not be his biggest fan, right? Uh, whoever's listening in Ireland, but trust me, you want him on your team. Um, he is a simply awesome human being with a really, and I say this the right way, not an illegal but a nasty edge that makes him a winner. The thing, Will, I would notice about that Irish coaching setup is you feel like the players are being allowed to express themselves. Um, when you contrast that with England at the weekend, and, and look, you shared a screenshot towards the end of the game, 71 minutes, point in it, drop goal, could have been an option in years gone by and wasn't taken. Um, has free thinking been almost coached out of this England team at the minute? No, look, like all things in life, right? We want to make things binary, right? Looking at the states this morning, is it red, is it blue? Um, where do you stand on particular issues? I think I think you have to create a conversation about the conversation. I have to look at nuance and understand that um, we, there's obviously an element of confidence being drained from this current England time when they come under pressure. And therefore, when your confidence drains, you tend to go back into... Um, Routine. What am I being told? Stay alive. Um, do 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 the things that don't necessarily um, are representative of the picture you're seeing in front of you. And um, look, without bringing this back, but if I talk about that team, there were times when we really, really struggled, and it was like, oh my god, what do we do next? And when that happens, you stop playing, you stop looking, you stop seeing space, you stop making the right decisions, and things sort of counter and, and roll on. And I just think over the course of last week, I actually at half time, I thought England were good last week up until half time. Uh, I mean, it was only 16-12. I thought they played well. I thought they played pace. They got Stewart into the game. Uh, uh, the pack was going great. The scrummage was solid in the first half. And then just things unravel. A thread became loose. And from there, the discipline goes a little bit. You chase the game. Um, you're not seeing space. Your set piece goes. 
And before you know it, you're staring at a 30 points to 29 defeat. Now, um, it's not baby out with bathwater time, but the problem is when you're an England team who's been struggling and when you're a coach who invites comment, that the whole thing just has a multiplier effect when things go wrong. And England are, are in that position at the moment. And the conversation won't go away about Eddie. The conversation won't go about, away about the fly halves. They don't understand why Mario Toji is playing in the back row. So all these things that disappear when you pick an O'Brien and a Balakoon and a, uh, and these players who come in and do such a fabulous job for you, uh, when you win, it's these guys are great. When you lose, it's 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 tough. So I hope I'm not avoiding the question. I'm just sort of trying to say that when things are going well, it's that marginal gains keep building on each other. The same thing happens in reverse when things are going badly. And at the moment, I just think these England team are stifled by the pressure, um, by their inability to pick win after win after win together. Does Eddie Jones care about that external? Or does it reach a point where he actually has to be cognizant? Uh, look, I mean, I think I, I was at the game, but I think I saw him go on. If it, I thought he went on Amazon Prime afterwards. Uh, he came out this week and said, look, I had an eye on the World Cup and I didn't focus enough on Argentina. Um, another bloke who's, you know, I was with James Haskell um, doing some pre-match stuff on the weekend. And, it, you know, he says, look, Eddie's been to three World Cups and Eddie's made three World Cup finals. Um, now, he wasn't always head coach. Um, I get that, but he was head coach twice. Um and so he's got a track record. The problem is, is how often, how long do you maintain with the track record? And how long do you look elsewhere? The other thing is, by the way, is don't give me a good general. Give me a lucky general. And um, I'm not saying he's landed in muck and come up smelling of roses. But you look up at that World Cup draw. I think Wales are the top seeds in the other pool. I mean, and because of when the draw was done. And they're not not—they're in tier three of world rugby right now. They're the ninth best team in the world. Australia are in with them and England have got Argentina in their group. Compare that with the other side and you go South Africa, Ireland and New Zealand, France. So two, two unbelievable teams. And in reality, the four semi-finalists are in the same half of the draw. The top four teams a year out from the World Cup are in the same half of the draw. If world rugby doesn't need a quiet slap to say you can't let that happen in the meantime the English fans are going well hold on a sec we don't play any of those lot till the semi-final then happy days yeah Yeah. I mean we've got to get to the semi-final we've just lost to Argentina so we could go out in the group stages so I hear everyone in Ireland (laughs) shouting at the TV but if you do the maths and go you're the fifth best team in the world and numbers one two three and four are in the other side of the draw then I'm with, I'm with Haskell. I think uh, Eddie Jones is a, a World Cup coach and um, I think that uh, he'll be able to get stuff right in the, the few weeks in, in advance of it. And it's a really long tournament. That's the other thing. We were looking at the schedule. It's like five weeks for the group stages. You have a yeah. week off in the middle of it. It's, um, it's phenomenal. Listen, we'll let you go and enjoy the rest of the Babas. That sounds like it's going to be some week. Yeah, some fun. I'm actually going to enjoy it Wednesday, Thursday. Then I've got some bits and pieces to do. I'm in the real world now. Um... Uh, although I am having some fun, I'm allowed to. I'm, I mean, I don't know how many of your listeners are, are on TikTok. But oh, yeah. I am having some fun with a mate. It's non-sponsored. We're just because I get to go to all the games. I went to Cardiff, New Zealand, on the weekend. I just took a mate along who's quite a good filmmaker, 
who, who's in this TikTok world. And so we are at Rugby Mates on TikTok. And it's a sort of story of the day. We had a fabulous day in Cardiff, a less fabulous day in terms of result of Trickenham. But again, meeting some amazing people. And this week we're pitch side before the game, just getting unbelievable insight with a non-commercial hat on. Uh, it's just a, a real look behind the scenes on test match days at international venues. So at Rugby Mates on TikTok is you like a giggle and if you're into that sort of thing give us a follow good stuff great to have you with us Will thanks a million cheers cheers gang OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember effortless shave magnificent mode.